The following is from East Delta Baptist Church. For more information, visit us online at www.eastdeltabc.com. All right. Well, thank you, Dylan, for those songs and those words of encouragement. We are glad that you've chose to be with us now, whether you're watching live streaming or whether uh, you'll watch this recorded uh, a little bit later. It is our prayer that uh, the Holy Spirit of God would bring us comfort during this time, uh, that we might uh, trust in Him, that we might follow Him, uh, and that we might allow Him to speak to us during this time, and that we would uh, search Him and search His Word for uh, our answers. Uh, we had started a study back uh, kind of before this started in our uh, the changes in our worship service about encounters with Christ. And uh, this actually was a message that I had been thinking about uh, bringing for that series. And of course, we've kind of taken a U-turn. I will tell you last week, uh, I did prepare a message and I never could get it to download. Uh, so we, uh, we're trying things a little bit different today. Hopefully the, it'll work out a little bit better. But uh, I'm just going to call this self-quarantine. You know, with the uh, uh, things that have been going on this week, we have a lot of folks doing projects and uh, all the rain and all the things. I, was, uh, I thought I'd build an ark, but I couldn't find any gopher wood, so that didn't work out. And uh, so uh, I was preparing for my message, and uh, I learned something from the very beginning. Uh, I made a post, I guess, last week. Some of y'all might have seen it. I was just trying to make a title up, and I, I said quarantined. My computer said, saying that's not spelled right. Uh, do y'all know that quarantine doesn't have a C or a zero or double E's anywhere? Um, there, it, it, whoever comes up with spelling, I mean, to me, C-O-R, core, N-E-N-T-E-N, quarantine. Isn't that, doesn't that make the most sense? So just in case you ever have to know, Somebody put a Q in it, so uh, that's just uh, self-quarantined, and that's what we're going to talk about. In our scripture today, we're going to be in Luke chapter 8, and uh, there in Luke chapter 8, we're going to see a story that to me is uh, similar to our situation today and what's going on in our world today, or at least we can draw some uh, conclusions or some of the same lessons for today. So in Luke chapter 8, uh, we'll start reading there in verse 42, and uh, we're going to look at a story. Matter of fact, let's, uh, let's, let's back up to, uh, to verse 40, I think. And uh, if you have your Bibles, you can turn there, or your cell phones, you can turn there. Uh, Luke chapter 8, and we will just to kind of put some context with, uh, with our passage. Luke chapter 8, verse 40. Now, when Jesus was returning... A crowd was there welcoming him, for they were expecting him. There was a man there named Jairus, a ruler in the synagogue. And I remember that. He's a ruler. He's a, he's a religious leader in the synagogue. And he came and fell at Jesus' feet, pleading with him to come to his house because his only daughter, a girl of about 12, was dying. Then this is kind of our passage today. As Jesus was on his way, so he's headed to Jairus' house, the crowds almost crushed him. So that's, that's important to remember. 
Uh, and a woman was there who had been subject to bleeding for 12 years, but no one could heal her. She came up behind him and touched the edge of his cloak, and immediately her bleeding stopped. Who touched me, Jesus asked. When all had denied it, Peter said, Master, with all these people crowding around and pressing against you, who could ask that? I mean, Peter kind of said, Lord, look at all the folks, and you ask who touched me. In verse 46, Jesus said, Someone touched me, and I know that power has gone from me. And the woman, seeing that she could not go unnoticed, came trembling and fell at his feet. In the presence of all the people, she told him why she had touched him and how she had been instantly healed. Then he, Jesus, said to her, Daughter, your faith has healed you. Go in peace. Let's pray together as we look into God's Word and just ask for divine wisdom and uh, guidance. And Father, today as we look into your Word, I do pray that the Holy Spirit would impart wisdom upon us. Father, that we would take your Word, that Father, through your Spirit, you might teach us. Uh, that we might find hope, that we might find assurance, and that we might find comfort during this time. Lord, we just trust you. We thank you for your love. We thank you for your provisions, and we thank you for your word uh, where we can go and where we can find hope for today and tomorrow. And I pray this in the name of Jesus. Amen. So as we uh, look at this passage of Scripture, there's been a lot of songs and a lot of poems wrote about the helm of his garment. And... Uh, we may, have, we may have heard some of those. There's been a lot of sermons preached about the helm of his garment. So this is the story behind that statement, and it's a story of four different things. Uh, it's a story of a woman who is desperate, so it's a story of desperation. It's a story of a woman who is determined, uh, a, a story of a woman who is delivered, and then a story of a woman's declaration that she had. So with that, I want us to... Uh, First, kind of look at the situation and what's going on, and I want us to think about a woman's desperation. And uh, as I said, kind of in our light of what's going on in our world today, the story of desperation. And verse 43 kind of sums up the whole uh, story of her problems. And the woman was there who had been subject to bleeding for 12 years, but no one could heal her. That's, that's in one verse. Now, this story is in other places in the gospel, and it's a little more information there, and we'll refer to one in just a moment. But, but the problem is this. She had a sickness. Uh, she had an incurable disease, this woman did. Uh, part of her problem is this. She had spent all she had uh, on physicians. Uh, she, was, uh, she was broke at this point. And then the next part of her story, really her desperation, is she's been quarantined. I mean, she's been ceremonially unclean for 12 years. This is our third week of uh, what we, I guess, call an e-church. And uh, so three weeks seems like a, a lifetime for some of us. You know, we, uh, we miss the fellowship of our brothers and sisters in Christ and being able to talk and to shake hands and to hug and uh, so we kind of see a little part of that isolation uh, in a small way but imagine for 12 years she has been quarantined 
She's been cut off from society and religious worship. That's in Leviticus chapter 15. There's several scriptures, verse 19 all the way through verse 33, that talks about kind of her condition and how that would have been responded to during those days. But so uh, cut off from society, cut off from religious worship. She uh, very possibly was divorced because of this. Uh, because anything and everything she touched would have been unclean. Anyone who touched her would have been considered unclean. Uh, if she had a spouse uh, and they touched in any way, he would have been unclean. Her children, uh, if they were touched by her, they would have been considered unclean. Any friends, if she had come in contact with anyone, they would have been considered unclean. No church, no temple. Uh, no place to go and work. Uh, she had been completely isolated from everyone, all alone, quarantined from everyone and everything. Imagine what that must have been like. I think it's hard for us. We may get a little picture of it, but imagine what that must have been like for this lady. As we think about a woman of desperation and we think about desperate times, uh, having to live with the shame of, of being alone, maybe even being divorced because of a sickness that she had no control over, physically desperate, her health was gone, uh, financially desperate, her money was gone. Uh, Mark chapter 5, uh, verse 26, is speaking of this same story, says that she had spent all she had on physicians and she was still getting worse. Spiritually desperate, she couldn't enter into the temple at all. If we think about, there's a picture of, of all people, and today some feel like they may be even living those same conditions, and uh, with that same desperation, physically we're moving towards death. That's a picture of all of us. Financially, uh, money can't buy needs, uh, and a lot of times can't fulfill those needs. Spiritually, there's those living separated from God. So we see that that's a picture of a woman's desperation. Well, the second thing we see is a, a woman's determination. I really want you to think about and get a picture of the determination that this uh, lady would have had. Uh, think about the things that would have been discouraging her. In verse 44, uh, in her determination, the scripture says she came up behind him and touched the border of his garment or the helm of his garment. Uh, some things that may have discouraged her. Remember that no one could have come in contact with her. If you remember this passage of Scripture when we started, there's a great crowd of people, so many that the, the Word says they are crushing Christ. They're pressing against Christ. That's the crowd of people that she was in. Uh, that could have been something that would have really discouraged her. Uh, it would have been someone that, uh, if someone had recognized her, they would have... Uh, uh, verbally assaulted her, maybe even physically assaulted her for, uh, you know, why are you among us? Why are you unclean? During those times, if someone was considered unclean, they were supposed to walk across the street from everyone else and they were supposed to make an announcement, unclean, unclean, so people would have known to stay away. But we see this woman pressing there against the crowd that she might touch Jesus. I was, uh, I was at uh, Lowe's this past week looking for gopher wood. No, I wasn't, but I did have a project I was, I was going for, and 
uh, I grabbed me a little handful of peanut M&Ms to sustain my weakness, you know, and uh, so uh, I went into Lowe's, I ate one of those peanut M&Ms, and you know what happens when you eat peanuts. I, I got a little bitty speck of peanut caught in my throat. Lowe's was packed, and uh, of course I coughed. And uh, you know how people that shame you when you cough in Lowe's, you know? And uh, so much so, I was standing in line to check out, and, and uh, I was, my throat was just, I was just wanted to cough one time, but I was just kind of, <coughs> because I didn't want to be shamed by the crowd. And think how much more this woman, uh, who's considered unclean, the attitude of the disciples that would have said, Stay away from Christ. You know, the disciples had already started trying to isolate Christ from people in so many situations. Y'all remember when all the children came to Christ and uh, the disciples uh, reprimanded them. And, of course, Christ turned and, and uh, corrected his disciples. There's other places where people had come to Jesus. And uh, we talked about a man just a few weeks ago that was, that was yelling out for Christ to come and to touch him and the disciples rebuked that man and said, leave the teacher alone. So, so this woman in her determination uh, with the crowd of people that would have uh, called her out with the disciples that would have questioned her, uh, she was determined that she was going to get to Christ. Uh, uh, the importance of his mission, uh, remember where he's headed? He's headed to Jairus' house, a religious leader, uh, because his 12-year-old daughter lay dying. I thought it was interesting. He has a 12-year-old daughter, and this woman had this issue of blood for 12 years. But for her, how much more important would that girl's life have been that she would have thought, you know, I can't uh, interfere with where he's going. Uh, He has a mission ahead of him. Uh, So we see that even thinking of her own appearance, uh, uh, pale and poor and sickly, how she must have been, she still pressed through. To Christ. Think about that for just a moment. She pressed through for Christ, regardless of your situation, regardless of where you have been or where you are, regardless of the circumstances, you can still come to Christ. You can press on, even in these difficult times. You can press on in praise. You can press on in worship. You can press on in power. We talked a couple of weeks ago about help is on the way. We need to press on. That was the determination we saw in this life. Here's the, here's the third thing, uh, the woman's deliverance. In verse 40, uh, 45 and 46, we see that uh, she's there. She reached out. She touches the cloak of Jesus' garment. Uh, and then verse 45, Jesus says, Who touched me? And the disciples kind of said, Master, there are people crowding around you, and how in the world would we know who touched you? And Jesus said, Someone has touched me, for I know that the power has gone from me. Her deliverance came when she had contact with Christ. That's where her deliverance came from. You know, the, the touch of his garment, this is what it was. It was a touch of faith, a touch of faith. I was thinking about us today that, that if we could have a touch of faith today, uh, how much healing would we have, not just through COVID-19 or not through viruses, but just in our world today, if we lived that life of, that we would have a touch of faith 
when it comes to Christ. She, uh, she exercised a touch of faith, and through that touch of faith that she exercised, she, uh, she got more than she ever came for. She experienced more healing. Uh, she increased her faith uh, through reaching out and reaching for Christ. Her illness was healed, and uh, Jesus uh, allowed this woman to be healed in the midst of her embarrassment, of her shame. Uh, being a secret disciple was no longer possible. Uh, she, had to, she had to make a declaration. That's where we're fixing to go. But uh, she had to confess her deliverance. Now, here's the interesting thing. When she had a touch of faith, when she reached out and touched, uh, touched Christ's garment, uh, you'll notice the scripture says there that he said, Daughter, go in peace. You know, that's the only time in all of scripture that Christ ever called a woman daughter. What a distinct privilege that would be for Christ to, to say, uh, Daughter, your faith is what healed you. It meant that she had become a child of God. You know, whether we're struggling with loneliness or depression or fear or uncertainty, uh, in faith, if we'll reach out to Christ, uh, we can receive more than we ever imagined that we could have through Christ. That touch of faith. 1 John 4.18 says, Perfect love drives out fear. Uh, you know, we have that perfect love through Christ and that love that we have in Christ and Christ in us living can drive us out and drive out that perfect, uh, that fear that we might have through his perfect love. So uh, wherever we are today, I want to encourage you to reach out with a touch of faith towards Christ. Now, here's the last thing. We have a, a declaration. We find it in verse 47. Then the woman, seeing that she could not go unnoticed, no longer could she be a secret disciple, a secret follower. She came and trembling, she fell at his feet in the presence of all the people. The crowd that's there, the crowd that was newer, that would recognize her, she fell in front of them at the feet of Jesus. And she told why she had touched him and how she had been healed immediately. And of course, this is where Jesus said, Daughter, your faith has healed you. Now go in, in peace. I was thinking about, think of all of those folks that were surrounding Jesus that day. The crowd that was pressing against Jesus that, met that day. But how many of them never touched Christ? Oh, he was there. He was in their presence. They were pressing against him, but, but they never touched Christ. Many have heard many messages. A, a lot of folks have, have come into the presence of Christ on many occasions, but, but have never really reached out and touched Christ in faith. That's his desire for us. And you know, when we reach out, when we touch Christ in faith, we have a, a declaration that we've been made whole, we've been made well. That goes beyond our physical struggles and our physical difficulties, and it goes to a life of eternity. Notice her, her simple testimony is she told why she had touched Christ. She needed healing. She came to Christ, and she touched him, and immediately she was healed. That was her testimony. So uh, today, as we kind of come to a close, and uh, I hope you'd be encouraged by this word, knowing that we can reach out, that we can touch Christ, that we find hope and healing through Christ. Uh, I want to encourage you to press on.
to Christ. During difficult days and difficult times, during a, a self-quarantine, uh, press on towards Christ. Uh, keep your eyes, Hebrews 12, 2 says, fix our eyes upon Jesus, the, the author and the pioneer, the perfecter of our faith. Uh, what's keeping us from pressing on to Jesus? It may be doubt. It may be what others would say. Uh, it may be fears. But think about this woman. She overcame all of those things, and she pressed through to Jesus. 1 Peter 5, 7 is what I want to close with this morning. 1 Peter 5, 7 says, Cast all your cares, cast all your anxieties upon him, for he cares for you. Let's pray together. Father, Lord, I thank you for the testimony that we have before us today in the life of this, of this woman who really came before you desperate. Uh, she was at her wit's end, Father. And I pray for those that uh, are living in this world today and, and they're at their wit's end. They're, they're living nearly to the point of desperation, Father. Lord, I pray that in the determination they would come to you they would press on through the news, through the doubts, through the struggles of the day. And, Father, as they press on, they would find deliverance in you, that touch of faith they'd find in you. And, Father, that we recognize that when we come to you in faith, when we seek you, we'll find you, and in no wise will you cast us out, Father. Lord, I thank you for your deliverance. Lord, I thank you that you've prepared a place for us. I thank you that you have a mission for us on this earth that... We would be your hands, your feet, your love, your voice in the world today. Lord, I thank you for your deliverance from sin, and I pray that we would give you praise and we'd give you glory throughout the day. We would press on spiritually, Lord. We would look towards you, the author and perfecter of our faith, knowing that our help comes from you, that our helps come from the Lord. And Father, we'd remember that help is on the way, and I pray this in the name of Jesus. Amen. And I want to thank you for joining us today. I pray that God has richly blessed you today. And I just pray that we would press on uh, towards Christ. And through this, we'd find hope in him. And we look forward to seeing you again next week at 11 o'clock. God bless you. Thank you.